Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast with Nicolene Peck. Improving your life, uniting your family, changing the world. Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. This is Nicolene Peck, and I am joined here with my daughter, Paige Baumert. Hi, Paige. Hello. Paige, we have some really fun news today, but before we get to that, let's talk about um, adaptability because we're going to be discussing increasing adaptability today or a person's ability to adjust and accommodate a new situation and not feel like they're going to break down because something has changed. So adaptability, this is a principle. This is a characteristic of great leadership. This is one of those things that you want to develop within yourself and to help your children develop. But before we get to that, we're going to talk about a fun family activity. Paige, what type of a family activity should we talk about today? Well, I know something that we did growing up is we loved to play dodgeball or uh, different games that included, you know, balls. So we use, we did dodgeball, we did foursquare, we did all sorts of stuff. And it was, ball. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was so much fun when we also invited other families to play with us. But yeah, dodgeball, you would kind of have to. But and yeah. maybe kickball. Unless I mean, you've I, got a huge family. I but. was going to say, it depends how many <laughs> children you have. Yeah. Oh, sorry about the background noise today, guys. This is that's part of our exciting news. So, <laughs> part of our adaptability. <laughs> yeah, we're adapting today for this podcast, which is why we're talking about adaptability because we felt like this is a really good thing. So, so think dodgeball. Think those playground balls you had at school. Those red rubber mm-hmm. bouncy balls that are you know kind of big. You know those you got to keep one of those on hand if you can because there's so many fun things you could do with them and if you've just got one on hand you're going to be thinking in terms of hey let's go play dodgeball or something and and then hopefully you know no one would get hurt you use a different ball and you could have a problem so we're going to be looking at this topic of adaptability today through the lens of self-government so what is self-government page so self-government is being able to determine the cause and effect of any given situation and possessing a knowledge of your own behaviors so that you can control them, which really I think is the whole and like the essence of adaptability. Mm. Because if you're if you have a knowledge of your own behaviors so that you know how to control them, that means you're going to have to think ahead to okay, how am I going to self-govern myself in this situation? Okay, I'm presented with now a different situation. What do I need to do with that? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it really is the essence of adaptability, self-government. It is. In fact, yeah, let's not just stop there, though, because I think there's more that we can add to that. However, yes, like when a person is able to adapt, that means they're able to control themselves, their anxieties, their insecurities. and, And maybe it's like they may still feel an anxiety come because, you know, everyone has a different level of anxieties and stuff. So they may feel a little anxiety come, but they know what to do with it. They say, okay, this is what's happening now. Where do I go from here? And so that is what a person does when they are self-governed and adaptable, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time. So Paige, we have just like this super most exciting announcement. So many <laughs> people know that Paige and Joseph Baumert were expecting, I'm saying were, okay, yes. because um, the, the Paige has been getting ready to have 
her baby and be a mama and stuff. And well, Paige, what happened? And baby is here. <laughs> Baby's here early. Yes. Like really yes. early. So baby Clara, she came three weeks early, which is fine. Um, because, you know, we, I had some blood pressure issues that made that be a necessity. Mm-hmm. So, and it was interesting because, you know, Joseph and I were planning on this lovely home birth with a midwife. And, you know, that was our plan. That was our birth plan. And then you had it all worked out. Oh, you had yeah. The tub, you had all the supplies, mm-hmm. all the everything for it. You, you studied, yep. you studied all about birth and learning how it was going. Joseph studied and I studied because I was <laughs> going to be there too, helping with all of this yep. and, and stuff. And then boom, preeclampsia. Yep. So that was, that was the first little change way that, you know, that I had to become adaptable was, okay, you know, no answer. I'm not going to get a home birth because my, mid- my midwife said, we have to send you to the hospital because your blood pressure is so, so high. And so higher than I've ever seen. Yeah. I, it was, it was crazy. through the stratosphere. It's yeah. Okay. It was crazy. I'm fine. I promise. It's <laughs> crazy high. Um, but that was the yeah. first, that was really the first step. I'm like, I really had to accept that no answer that, you know, I had been planning for for months Mm -hmm. and um so that was step step one in my adaptability for this situation I feel like this whole week because Claire's what five days now Mm -hmm. and and the labor was long we had to adapt to that because they all of a sudden it was get the baby here even though the baby's three weeks early right which totally went against what you wanted to do and everything and of course the body was not really ready. No, so my body had to adapt. Mm -hmm. Um, But another nice thing, which was actually a blessing, is the hospital staff that we were blessed with, they were also very adaptable, and they were willing to work with me and Joseph to help meet our birth plan as best as they possibly could. I loved that. And so if we we would have gone anywhere else, it would have been an immediate C-section just because of how high my blood pressure was. And that was not something that I wanted. And so even though it took a little bit longer and there were, you know, a couple things that we didn't really anticipate, I was able to have an unmedicated, you know, vaginal birth, which is something that I really, really wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was a beautiful thing. And so it was incredible the way they worked with you. Mm -hmm. I honestly, um, I was just so impressed. I mean, they really they really wanted to be as flexible as possible. They wanted you to have what you wanted, even though they had to keep you safe. And it was still always on the table. This cesarean could happen. Right. If it does not go right. And everyone had to accept that. Mm -hmm. That it's a possibility that it could happen, but yet still trying to make everything occur that it didn't have to happen, if at all possible. Yep. So we were able to achieve that. And they were very adaptable and willing to work with me on that as well. So that was kind of round two of adaptability. Um, round three was um, when they let us come home, you know, obviously new mom equals no sleep. And so and nursing and yeah, you have to adapt to that. Oh my goodness. Adapting to yeah. not sleeping, <laughs> adapting to new person. I mean, you love mm-hmm. new person. It's not like you change that, but of course, yeah. But like all these little changes and then comes more. Yeah. And so, you know, we were able to be home for two days and then we saw our pediatrician just for like a follow-up checkup. And um, 
he said, okay, you know, come in, you know, we got to do a jaundice checkup, just like we do for every baby. And um, so then he, they took her, her blood and they called us a little bit later and they said, oh, okay, um, you need to go into the hospital because her um, bilirubin is very, very high. And so, and that was, that was kind of a low blow as well, just because we had already been traveling. I had gone to see my doctor because I wasn't feeling very well. And um, so we were all around. I wasn't feeling well. She wasn't feeling well. Yeah, because you still had effects from this blood pressure that hadn't gone away yet, right? Right. And so, you know, I was having slight fevers because different things with breastfeeding and just blood pressure in general. Like and all of a sudden mastitis. I know. All I'm of a like, sudden Ugh. blood pressure and baby now struggling too. Yeah. So that not, was not eating good. Yeah. Everything. So that's, that's kind of where my, I actually did start to stress a little bit, you know, and it started kicking in and I kind of melted down for a minute. I'm like, Oh, this is awful. I mean, understandably. Yeah. Like, no sleep. There's, I, I mean, <laughs> no judgment. I'm looking at all this going, this is a lot. And not only that, but as every woman knows who's been through a pregnancy that you're all of a sudden your body chemicals, your hormones are just tanking, mm -hmm. right? Like you've been on this high, high estrogen. All of a sudden you just have all this, these hormones that are going every which way inside your body because they're trying to get back down to this other, this more normal level. And so you've got hormone levels tanking through all of this, plus no sleep, everything. So when all of a sudden Paige is just starting to weep, you know, yeah. and get, and the eyes are getting a little, you know, soggy and she's getting a little concerned <laughs> and Joseph had just gone back to work again for the first day yeah after like almost a week off I know. And, uh, yeah and, and just you know everything and I'm, I'm sitting there looking at my baby well two of my babies my <laughs> baby and my grandbaby my daughter and I'm like yeah this is a lot this yeah. is a lot right now that that you were yeah you and were so it was, it was actually really hard because usually I'm very very flexible very adaptable um, I'm a, I like to say I'm a very chill individual. Yeah, you're laid back. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I'm very much for spontaneous plans. You know, I enjoy having a decent plan, but if other things come up, you know, whatever. But this was, it was, it was kind of a blow, you know, to everything. It was just, oh man. It just took a lot to, this is rough. Yeah. To take it, to take it. And really, I think chemically, you know, you weren't prepared yeah. and, and anyone can have a moment like this, right? Yeah. This is not like, oh, it's a bad moment. This is like, this could happen to anybody. Right. You know, and, and then just like, we had to go to the ER because the doctors that we talked to, they're like, okay, well, you know, all these different floors on the hospital are full that we would normally put her in. So go through the ER. And then the people in the ER decided that she needed an IV. And so I'm sitting there holding my daughter, watching these grown buff men try and stick these itty bitty little IVs in her arm with Clara screaming. And failing. And failing. Yeah, they and tried failing. for like five minutes and she's just screaming. She had to get stuck four times before it stuck, before <sighs> it really went. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that was hard. That was really hard. Yeah. And so it was, it was a very good lesson in adapting emotionally and um, working out the situation when it would definitely was not ideal. And yeah. so I think, I think you had things in place though, just for you. I mean, your personality. Okay. Mm -hmm. But like also just the way you conduct your life generally. Yeah. That you more than maybe some people might be, I felt like you were prepared. Sure. Your eyes are crying. Sure. <laughs> it's hurting you to see your daughter 
you know, going through this and, and at the same time, you feeling like junk. Yeah. Yeah. So by the way, we are sitting in the NICU right it's now. It's true. We are. Cause so, we, we had to come back to the hospital, you know, so that she could <laughs> do her light therapy for her jaundice and, and get to get her numbers down. down and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which I mean, you know, it's pretty normal. A lot of babies do have to do a bit of that. So, I mean, I just not wasn't normally in the it. hospital always. No. I mean, sometimes, but yeah, I just wasn't quite prepared for it, but um, so yeah, that's, that's where we are. We're just chilling. And Claire is having a party under She's her chilling. UV lights. Blue lights. <laughs> yeah. Light party. Yeah. So, so we are, there's like little background noise, little clicking noises, little fan noises, little, you know, things moving around and whatever. It's not so much of a quiet background as usual, because we're literally sitting on the couch in the NICU and watching little Clara get a tan. I mean, not really a tan, but it looks like it. Right. Yeah. Anyway. So, but it was actually really nice. It was a, it was a blessing actually that we were able to uh, come back to the hospital because that gave me time to actually sleep. I got like five hours. Woo-hoo. It was amazing. Five hours <laughs> is like when you got a new baby, that's just like a gift from heaven. You're I like, know. What? <laughs> so I was able to sleep. Joseph was able to join me after work and, you know, help feed her while I was sleeping throughout the night. And, um, you know, and he has actually been so incredible at adapting to this new situation. He's so helpful, so considerate. And he really, you know, he sees all these little things that needs to be done and he's so willing to do them. And I am very grateful for his willingness to adapt as well. Well, it takes that, you know, I mean, I I think every, every mom knows like, you know, especially if you've had multiple children, there's the one where people are there helping out Mm -hmm. a little bit. And then there's the one where you feel like you just got thrown in the deep end because nobody's <laughs> there for whatever reason or that day when, you know, and, and it, it does make a difference when everybody just kind of steps up and, and helps and, and stuff. And, and boy, you guys have been loved on. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just what a, what a wonderful thing. And, you know, and not all, uh, not all people know how to adapt to new baby or all kinds of new things. I mean, think of, think of the things that people have had to adapt to over the the year, the masks, the no masks, the, you know, whatever, the, all the different things yeah. that are happening. Oh, this rule now at restaurants. So oh, now it's changed to this. So oh, now, you, yeah. you know, there's just it's all like these is everywhere. Yeah. To be able to adapt. But the thing is, is you always know the people that can't adapt, right? Yeah. And it's usually, and you know who those people are. You see them all over social media, like, what is this? You know, it's the, it, getting angry. Yeah. And almost yeah. like taking and things emotional. personally and being entitled. It's like, you know what? It's okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's the biggest thing is the, the taking things personally. So when a person can't adapt to something, that's when it really, they start taking it personally. And it really just goes to all of a sudden this place on the inside. That's not healthy. Right. right? That's not good for the person. I mean, obviously when you were seeing little Clara get stuck again and again and all that kind of stuff, you were a little bit, you know, I mean, you're, you're, I shouldn't say a little bit, your mama heart was aching, right? Yes. I mean, how could it not be, you know, how, I mean, that would, people would be like, what a calloused woman, you know, like, I mean, obviously, you know, your mama heart was aching. So, um, so, you know, but you also, had to get through it. Right. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you experienced the sadness. It obviously hit you to the heart, hit you to the core, but 
you also had to get through it. So what I would love to know, and I think maybe other people might like to know, obviously this is just one situation. This could be a situation, anything that happens, right? Right. Um, so what, what did you do? What did you think? What did, how did you prepare to get through this? Because at one point you're crying out mask after mask, right? And then, <laughs> and then at the next point, um, I'm talking to you and you're, you're happy and cheerful. And I know Joseph came, that's a big deal. Right. Having some support can help in the really hard times. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, but like also, you know, you, you kind of like just rallied. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things that I did mentally, cause it, a lot of it, you know, is mental. Um, but I just had to tell myself to stop thinking ahead to all the worst things that could happen. Mm. And I'm like, okay, that's not helpful. And most likely that's not actually even going to happen. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to just take, you know, kind of come back to the present, take it one, you know, piece of information at a time. And I'm going to focus on breathing, keeping myself calm. Cause if I'm not calm, then, you know, baby's going to see that I'm not calm and she's going to feel that. So she won't be as calm. And, and there goes nursing out the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's, the biggest thing was not thinking about, um, things that could go wrong and just trying to take deep breaths and stay calm myself. That was probably the biggest things, especially in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, but after I was able to calm down, you know, and Joseph came, then we were able to kind of talk about it. And he's like, Hey, you know, kind of tell me what went on today. Um, cause it worked for most of it. And so we were able to talk about it and I was able to kind of, analyze everything through that conversation mm -hmm. um and you know he was able to be there and, and tell me you know hey you're you're super strong you did great um so that praise was really really good as well mm -hmm. anyway and then i actually did have to drop the subject because i'm like okay it's over now it's okay i don't have to worry about it anymore right and that's a big thing and i think a lot of people tend to hang on to those things um, and relive them again yeah, which and is again. Painful. Yeah. It's like the birth story that never ends. You know, I mean, Paige, you'll tell your birth story. I don't know how many times because oh, like yeah. ladies tell birth stories. That's what we do. It's like, the, it's like one of the biggest things we ever go through is oh, yeah. birth. Right. And, um, but you know, in comparing what you did in birth, I mean, you were in labor for days, the early parts of labor, Yeah, early yeah. parts of labor, very frustrating Yeah, um, because they're trying to get things going. Right. But you, they're also trying to stay true to what you want, but they got to get the baby here right? because your, your blood pressure is through the roof. Luckily baby didn't have any stress, right? Like right. if baby would have had great. stress, that would have changed everything. But luckily Clara did good. But, um, but you know, here you were, you just, you just had practiced going through all of this, breathing through all of this, mm -hmm. focusing through all this. And you were a champ. I'm telling you <laughs> to watch you. you go through that birth and, and, you know, going through everything, transition, everything, and never giving up, just going, going, moving on to the next moment, the next contraction, the next thing, staying focused of where you're heading. And really what you're saying in this is that you had to do the same thing with this situation where you're coming back to the, to the hospital and where you're breaking down mm -hmm. and there's problems with her and her health and whatever and problems with and, me and problems with you <laughs> all at the same time that you're like worst case scenarios going through your mind. And you're now you're saying to yourself, wait a minute, 
what, you know, I'm not going to do that. And you had just had practice not doing worst case scenario in your mind, but doing, I can do it in my mind. Right. Right. And so then you came back to, I can do it. And I think when a person can adapt, they never lose sight of the fact they can get through whatever it is. Yeah. When I think one of the big differences also was, um, with heading into the birth of Clara, I had pre-taught myself so much with, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what's going to happen in this situation, you know, because of all the different learning and training that I had done in preparation for labor and in mm-hmm. preparation for giving birth. So that pre-teaching was so helpful. Mm. However, I did not have that pre-teaching or that time for coming back to the hospital and for this, you know, right. second go around. And so I think that made this second part a lot harder emotionally because I did not have that time ahead. Like, you know, it just sort of hit you. Right. And so that's something to keep in mind, you know, in all parenting situations to decrease that stress, pre-teaching is so helpful. It's huge. And so like, even if you're just doing it to yourself, (laughs) pre-teaching yourself (laughs) or, you know, helping your children kind of be aware of what's coming next. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it be multiple different outcomes that could be, but saying, Hey, this is what we're doing. This is something that could possibly happen. Mm-hmm. If so, this is what we're going to do. I love that. And, and I don't know if people can hear little Claire in the background. Going, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a little squawk out of her. That would be so cute. Anyway. Um, Paige, I love what you're talking about here because you're talking about all the principles of self-government that we teach in the teaching self-government parenting course. And we're talking about pre-teaching, about correcting yourself, about the praise that Joseph gave you that meant so much to you. So you knew you could do it, right? That you could get through and, and, and an open discussion with him. That you were able to talk with him and, and make sure that you could get yourself mentally where you needed to be. And you had this support system, you know, this person there with you to help you, but you also knowing, wait, what do I do to calm myself down? I've got to do that right now. So getting calm and learning how to be calm. This is huge. This is a big part of the stuff that we teach for parents and children for teaching self-government and then dropping the subject. And it was just part of those skills, right? The four basic skills, um, three of the four basic skills. The last step is drop the subject, yep. <laughs> which means we got to stop thinking about this thing. Let's not over-process because that's going to just create a problem Almost for like us forgive emotionally. And forget. Yeah. Just let, let's move on then. Mm-hmm. And then, and so then this brings me to another thing that we teach, which is sodas. Well, wait a minute. There's a lot of different ways this could go. Let's prepare for all the different ways instead of just thinking, oh, it's going to go to the absolute worst. Right. But actually getting ready. Right. Which is so huge. And you went through all of these things. So basically, just like you said at the very beginning, if you want to increase adaptability in yourself and your children, going down that self-government path is basically doing it. Right. You're preparing yourself not to shut down when something bad happens and to not get overly dramatic. Even if there's a minute where you, you're going to share, shed some tears mm-hmm. and, 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 and have a little okay. bit of anxieties and what, I mean, okay. People are people. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, you know, you're going to have these minutes. We're not saying self-government is don't show emotion. Like emotions don't, don't are be there. a person. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so you are a person and you, and you show some of those feelings, but at the same time going, but wait a minute, I can't stay in this zone. I may have concerns right now, but I've got to be there for myself and her. And truthfully, with the high blood pressure and making sure you're keeping that in check, crying and getting really worried is not good. No, and I had to keep that in mind. I'm like, yes, tears are welling up. However, we're going to not sob. 
we're just going to breathe instead. <laughs> Let's just focus on going which direction we want to go instead of getting trapped yeah. in that. Oh, Paige, I'm so excited for you. And I'm sure everybody is. <laughs> Welcome, Clara. Welcome, Clara. She is the most darling thing ever, literally ever. Maybe for this podcast, might we be a little biased, like but... put a picture of her <laughs> or something. She's so cute. Anyway, I'm so happy for, for Paige and Joseph and for their journey to parenthood that is now beginning. And it all started with just adapting to everything that maybe wasn't the yep. original plan, but it's turned out to be beautiful. And I think that's a good lesson in and of itself. Thank you all for joining us on the Teaching Self-Government podcast, where we talk about everything related to self-government and learning about ourselves and overcoming so many things. If you want to know more, be sure to go to teachingselfgovernment.com and find more there. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. For more information and resources to help unite your family, visit teachingselfgovernment.com.